From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Malcolm White with Carol Puckett. Today is the last Monday of October, and we will take a deep dive into one of America's favorite foods, the pizza. October is National Pizza Month, so no matter what part of the state you live in, you're not far from a quality slice. In the studio today, we will talk to the folks from the Pizza Shack, located in the Metro Jackson area. So we want to hear from you. Call in and brag about your favorite pizza joint, or call us and let us know if you have a homemade pizza recipe. And we promise not to judge you if you put pineapples on your pizza. However you like it, give us a call, one mpb ring On Deep South Dining this morning, on Monday morning, with Malcolm White and Carol Puckett, this is your food show. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning, everybody. It is Malcolm White with Carol Puckett, and this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Good morning, Carol. Hey, Mal. How are you, and how was your weekend? My weekend was splendid. How about yours? Oh, it was lovely. It was a weekend full of food. Um, our mutual friend Thomas Williams from Nashville came to town. Oh, boy. And uh, Thomas is the president of the Pork Chop Club. It's a club that uh, my significant other, John Palmer, his brother, Jim Palmer, Thomas and I have been members of for about 10 years. Oh, well, you know, I actually had one meal with the Pork Chop Club. Couple That's, years back, you know, with, I had with forgotten Bill Dunlap, that. Robert St. John, maybe Wyatt Waters. I don't remember. There's a whole group of us who came out once and had the Pork Chop Club I, experience. Well, you guys were really lucky <clears throat> because you know the Pork Chop Club accepts no new members. We have no bylaws. <laughs> we have no Christmas parties. We have a whole list of rules. But Thomas brought some really thick pork chops mm. from. Bear Creek, which is right outside of Nashville. Now, you know I know all about Bear Creek because that's my brother's family. My brother Brad is married to the Bear Creek family. And he, for a short while, actually worked with them and uh, helped with the delivery of of the meat all around Nashville at all the fine restaurants. But, yeah, I know about Bear Creek. It is a small world. Very small. And so I was cooked upon that night. Someone actually was cooking in the kitchen that was not me that made greens and sweet mm-hmm. potatoes and pork chops. Wow. But the next day, I made oyster po'boys. Now, look at you showing up. What I did know. you bread your, your, your oysters with, cornmeal or corn flour? Or, I or what? did both. Uh-huh. I did about a cup of cornmeal and about a third a cup of flour. They were delicious. Nice and crispy. I like a crispy oyster. What kind of bread did you use? Oh, I used, it was a New Orleans bread. It was those short loaves Mm -hmm. that you get at at McDade's, and you can get them at Kroger. Right now, I can't think of of the brand, but they're about 12-inch loaves, and they make just a perfect po'boy. Well, that's great. We uh, had a big pot of chili at our house yesterday. We being Kara made it, and uh, I ate it. Uh, and it was delish. We had uh, uh, some French bread to go with that and a great salad. She made homemade uh, blue cheese buttermilk dressing, which was awesome. And that was good. I also went fishing yesterday out in Bolton with my granddaughter, Ren. You were very close to us. I know. I thought about that while we were out there. So we got a little tube of crickets, and we went out on the lake there with my good friend Tom Massey, Tom O. Massey. 
and uh, <clears throat> Ren had her first fishing experience, and she enjoyed it, but mostly she liked riding the four-wheeler. Ah, uh, did she catch a fish? Oh, yeah. she caught. We caught many fish. Uh, she was very fortunate, and she caught four or five brims, and her last fish was a goggle eye. Oh, so is there going to be some brim cooking this week? No, we set them free. It was a, it was a that, catch and release experience. really humane. So we got an a email uh, over the weekend, uh, and I want to read it uh, <clears throat> to, for our listeners. It said, I just want to say thanks. Your program is rich with story, past and present. Y'all remind people of where our history and culture originates. My mind races with ideas when I listen to the show. It works. I wanted to write it all down and explore new places when I hear it. Your show makes my mind wander, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Chandler Griffin. How nice. It's awfully nice. And to remind our listeners, if you have an email you want to share with us, good, bad, or indifferent, you can do that. Just send it to food at mpbonline.org. Well, I'm excited about talking about pizza today because I hope it makes all sorts of people wander because there are so many great pizza places in Mississippi. Yeah, and pizza is not originally a southern deep south Mississippi thing, but boy, have we put our spin on it. We have put our spin, and those Italians just kind of wandered everywhere. They did. So uh, a lot, still a lot of good Italian pizza places, but hey, we've but made it our own. Before we dig deep into the, the realm of the pizza world, let's, I noticed in the news, the exciting news about the new venture uh, in Fondren, featuring our great friend Robert St. John. I saw it, too, and I immediately sent him a text and said, you know, Robert, you have given the city an amazing gift. We've been trying to sew Fondren together for a long time, and the last, you know, he's redoing the Capri Theater. Right. And next door is going to be Ed's Burger Joint. And the old service station. Yeah, and the service station, and I'm sure a lot of people around Mississippi have eaten at Ed's in Hattiesburg. Right. And then there is a tiki bar named Pearl. Where he will be featuring food from the Crescent City Group. Excellent. And Anna Bolin Alley. But it, it really started me thinking that the last movie I saw at the Capri was Mothra versus Godzilla. Oh, and I boy. must have been back in the 60s. But we've, you know, we've been trying to put that theater together the, for years. The Capri went from a, you know, a high-end neighborhood theater to sort of the uh, horror films, straight into Triple X and then off the map. And uh, it's been wondering about its future ever since. And now, uh, here it comes. So movie theater, bowling alley, uh, a tiki bar, and an Ed's Burger Joint. And, the, and again, the tiki bar and I think the bowling alley all will feature uh, the food that Robert has perfected at the Crescent City Grill there in Hattiesburg. And we're awfully proud to see a, a gigantic development uh, in the Fondren area. In the middle of the city of Jackson. Right, right. All and so thank on. you, Robert St. John and the developers who made this happen. We'll look forward to, to seeing it come along. It's supposed to be finished in a year. Yeah, and we don't know, but we assume somewhere in that complex, on some menu, there has to be pizza. So if anybody knows whether Robert will have pizza uh, on any of these menus, let us know. I know he has pizza at Tabella in Hattiesburg, his Italian restaurant. Well, that reminds me that three billion pizzas are sold every year in the U.S., 
And get this, every second, 350 slices are sold. Every second, every 350 second. slices yep. of pizza are sold. You heard it here. My goodness, that's a lot of pizza pie. It is a lot of pizza. Now, growing up, did you have pizza? Were you did Did you grow up eating pizza? Yeah, at Pasquale's in mm-hmm. in Jackson. Well, How about you? Did no. they have any pizza down in Stone County? No, no. Honestly, I didn't really come face to face with pizza until almost the end of high school. Uh, there was a place in Tupelo called Grady's Steakhouse, and it was in downtown Tupelo. And when I was in high school, we would drive up there, and Grady's had these great steaks, but they also had pizzas. And that really was the first time I had ever uh, had a pizza pie. I didn't know a lot about they it. They were exotic Very back exotic. in the day. Yeah. So th- we are celebrating National Pizza Month. So uh, you didn't know there was such a thing, did you? I did not, but I'm not surprised. There's a day for everything. Started back in 1984, in case you didn't know. Well, I've I've learned that from you now. But you know what? I was when I was doing my research back to spam. I'm always so fascinated by spam. There is actually uh, a spam and pineapple pizza on many menus around the country. Oh boy! It's it's a versatile. Well, you know, I didn't know they put pineapple on pizza until, you know, I, I actually I think it was the Pizza Shack uh, here in Jackson, and we're going to have one of their owners on here shortly. That's the first time I ever saw pineapple. Well, on it, pizza. it's a thing, and you know, you said at the first of the, the show that that we promise not to judge anybody that puts pineapple on their pizza. I did say that. Yeah, I'm not so sure, but you're not you're, most. So, most. <laughs> so I'm not judging, but you are. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, you know, many a pizza place has pineapple pizza, uh, and guess what? It did not start in Hawaii. It probably started in oh, I don't know, Canada. You're right. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. (laughs) Another one that's always sort of weirded me out is the barbecue pizza. And I know people love them. It just, I don't know. I just have never gotten there with the the barbecue sauce on the pizza. Well, Lost Pizza has has barbecued pizza. I've, I've tried it there before. But my favorite pizza at Lost Pizza, which is now all over the state, is the Happy Hippie. Now, the Happy Hippie started in the Mississippi Delta, right? Yeah, in Indianola, where it was Lost Dog Pizza at first. Now it's Lost Pizza. They they lost their dog, then they lost their pizza, and then they became a Happy Hippie. Yes, but the the Happy Hippie is a a veggie pizza. There's also the Lucille because of B.B. King. Okay. Now, I get get putting pulled pork on a pizza and making it a barbecue pizza. But I guess I, my struggle is with all this barbecue chicken and barbecue this, barbecue and the, that. the sauce on it. Yeah, that's just me. What do I know, you know? Well, we're going to spend an entire hour talking about pizza and food and from the Deep South. We hope that you'll call us, talk to us about your favorite pizza joint, your favorite pizza recipe if you make them at home. We're also going to be joined uh, in the studio by one of the owners of the Pizza Shack, Mr. Ian Campbell, will be here to talk to us about their operation and what it's like owning and operating a pizza place in the capital city. If you want to join the conversation, one 672 7464 Or, as I mentioned earlier, you can email us at food at mpbonline.org. 
Carol and I will be right back with Ian from the Pizza Shack. And hey, let's talk pizza here on Deep South Dining. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White here on this rainy, drizzly, fallish sort of Monday morning, along with Carol Puckett. Hello, Carol. Hey, Mal. I'm hungry for pizza. We got pizza. Someone just arrived here with a bag of pizza. It's coming. It's coming as we speak. Excellent. We have been joined in the studio by Mr. Ian Campbell. Welcome, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you from? I'm from Clinton originally. Excellent. Well, I, Ian Campbell sounds like you're straight from Scotland. It does. It is a Scottish name. Yes. Yeah. My, my family history hails from there. Now, I introduced Ian as the owner of the Pizza Shack, and it's just not true. That's he, not true. He's an employee there. I'm an employee, yes. And he, tell us about the diff, there's a Pizza Shack down in Bellhaven. That's mm-hmm. a different. Tell us the story. Yeah, so the Pizza Shack in Bellhaven, that's owned by a different group. When they originally started the company, they were all consolidated. Uh huh. Um, but what ended up happening is the Ryan Patrick, who's the owner of the Madison store, really took the company and is working on making more stores and expanding it. So we expanded to Clinton and created the Bank by Pizza Shack, which is its own sort of dining experience. Yeah, it's actually in an old bank. It is. It's yeah. in the original bank of Clinton, um, the original bank that was um, the only bank in Clinton, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're based out of. But so ori- it's EDN and takeout at the bank. It is, because the Madison store is just counter service, and that's what a lot of people are used to. It's more high traffic, but the Clinton store is small. We've got a nice atmosphere that we invite people to come sit down in, and we have a lot of beers on tap, tons of different pizzas, the same stuff you'd expect from Pizza Shack. I would have never guessed in my life early on when we lived in Clinton for a short while when my dad worked for Governor Bill Waller that there would be beer sold in downtown Clinton. Shocking. That's Things a, change, my friend. Yes, it is. That's, that's one of the reasons we're there. They, they allowed us to do that, so we moved in. So the original shop is the one down on uh, Fortification Street. Am I right about that? I don't think so. I think it was a different store. I think the Fortification Street was the second store. Second store. Yes. Oh, that's right. It was up on State Street. It was on State Street, They yes. tore that building mm-hmm. down to build the uh, uh, the Baptist building. Mm-hmm. Yes. I used to go there a lot. And then it moved around the corner to where it is now on Fortification uh and they, they serve a, a, a rather unique pie. Can you talk a little bit about the pizza that y'all serve and yeah. style? So it's, it's strange. It's, um, it, I'm a server there, so I have to describe the pizza to people, and they're really not sure, because it's not quite a hand-tossed, which you'd be expect from you know, a regular pizza chain, but it's also not quite a deep dish. Right. Uh, what we're known for is our traditional crust, which is a pan style, but it's the, the way we measure our dough out, the way we do our dough, it contains the fluffiness that you'd expect from a deep dish pizza without being just... Overly, overly bready. Yes, overly bready, which really allows us to just throw all sorts of toppings on it and make a really big pizza without having too much dough. All right. Well, and you brought us some stuff today. I, I saw did. the bag. You yes. want to talk about what's in the bag, Carol? You know anything about this? Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> what did you bring us, Ian? Okay, so we're working on a new pizza right now. We've got some stuff that we're trying to get ready for our winter menu. Um, the one I've brought in is a white barbecue sauce pizza. That's a new sauce that we're experimenting experimenting with we make like an all of alabama our... barbecue sauce yes it's got okay. that tang to it yes we're experimenting with a bunch of different sauces right Ooh, now we make all of our own comes, stuff here, here comes, comes the pizza here our server today is java chapman oh my goodness it's gorgeous producer. 
right before you came in, we were just talking that barbecue sauce on pizza was weird, but I've already changed my mind. How about you? Well, that was me. You know, I just said I never could quite get the barbecue on pizza thing, but that just shows you how old-fashioned I am. It is quite the rage. Our barbecue sauce pizzas are some of our best sellers. People come in there, they get the Pitmaster, which is a chicken barbecue mm. pizza. We have a couple pizzas that are barbecue-based that people really like. The, the red onion is the perfect little. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. So this is a new pizza. This is a new pizza. We're, it's not on the menu yet. We're mm-hmm. still fine-tuning the sauce and everything, but it's something that we've been working on the past couple weeks to get down. Delicious. So you got chicken. Well, what else here? So it's just standard, um, just steak that we'd use for our Philly queso. It's like Philly meat. Oh, it's it's, um, it's beef. It's, it's not beef. Chicken. It's, it's not chicken. No, most of our barbecue pizzas are chicken, but this one is is okay. beef. Okay. Um, so we have beef, red onions, um, and mushrooms. Is that black olives in there? Yes, we did some black olives on this mm. one for y'all. We're, like I said, we're, it's a work in progress. All right, we're going to take just a short break here and go to the phones because we've got John from Jackson calling in. Uh, he's going to talk to us about pizza. What's up, John? Hey, everyone, a lot. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm in Clinton and over by the pizza place that you're talking about, and the sun is shining out here. Oh, <laughs> maybe it's just Listen. cloudy here. <laughs> well, as I speak, yeah, the clouds have come back. Um, the kind of bread you're talking about that they sell at Kroger is Cartozo's. Um, exactly. Yeah. And they used to sell Risings, which used to be my favorite, but then I started trying Leidenheimer's, which is really good. A lot of people don't understand how important French bread or, or poor boy bread, bread is. Yeah, it's, it's half the sandwich at least. Uh, but anyway, listen, uh, the thing that happened, and I was at the press conference the other day uh, when they announced the, uh, Robert St. John coming in, and he's just one of those people like Malcolm who is, it seems like everything they touch turns to gold, so it's nice to have him in town. Uh, and that area of Jackson has some of the best, I'd put them up against restaurants and chefs anywhere in the country. Um, so that's certainly a welcome addition. Yeah, we're really happy um, for Robert to be coming to town, and uh, we look forward to this gigantic enterprise uh, in the Fonder neighborhood. It, it's quite an economic boom for that area, and... Uh, a lot of variety uh, from from what I've read in terms of the menu and the offerings. So so that'll be cool. And there's so many great things already going on in Fondren with walkers uh, and basils and, and saltine, saltine and uh, babalu, babalu and the taco pl- uh, uh, green ghost gr- taco green ghost. Yeah, fabulous. But anyway, we're glad Robert's coming to town. But what we're trying to find out is, is he going to have pizza on his menu, any of his hey, someone, menu? Someone did ask a question. He did allude to it. He didn't, he didn't go off on a tangent, but I think there will be some sort. Um, about pizza, the only thing I have to say about it is I cook a lot. I'm from New Orleans. I know food. And I've, I've tried to cook pizza dozens of times, but I've never cooked a pizza that's better than anywhere you can get it. Oh, okay. And, you know, that's just well, maybe I'm just not good at it. Well, no, they have the gear. You know, there's something about the professional gear, and we have a professional pizza man here in the studio with us. But I think cooking it at home is fun, and you can experiment. But the way that these these uh, ovens work, I mean, they can maintain this high, important temperature for long periods of time. The ingredients are 
are, are more readily available to the pizza places. But, but yeah, making pizza at home is fun, but going out is the thing, right? Yeah, going out is, is the way that we do our pizza. You just can't quite, as someone who's also made pizza at home, you can't quite replicate the efficiency or the sheer production quality that you can get out of a pizza oven, something that's made for a pizza, right. than you can get out of the oven that you have at home. You need the space the size of a living room in order to have this kind of oven in your house. Yeah, and we left out Salamuki's when we were talking about <clears throat> the Fondren uh, restaurants, which is a great pizza restaurant. And, uh, well, it's a great restaurant all the way around, but we appreciate that a lot. Well, John, we appreciate you calling in and sharing your thoughts and observations. The, the piece about the, the French bread is, is really important, and we're fortunate here uh, that we can have the seafood from the Gulf and the influence from New Orleans and particularly the French bread. I mean, how mouths wouldn't even be open if we couldn't get authentic French bread because that's what we do. Yeah, because if you don't use the po' boy bread, it's it's too dense and it just it doesn't work. It, yeah, it just doesn't work at and all. And I don't know how what makes the the New Orleans French bread fluffy and it, to rise that way. Maybe maybe it's the water. Maybe it's the uh, the temperature. Maybe it's being below sea level. I've heard a million theories. It's like what makes Southerners great writers. I don't know why you can make that kind of bread in New Orleans and probably nowhere else, but it seems to be the way it is. And that's the way it is. But I have a question for both of you guys. Uh, we're here eating pizza, and Malcolm and I are both picking it, picking it up with our hands. And there's always a big controversy of hands versus fork. Hmm. What did y'all take on that? Ian, well, you serve people pizza every day. What happens here? It's, it's an interesting – I always like to try to call what someone's going to do. Whether they're going to ask for a fork and knife or whether they're going to eat it with their hands. It does depend. Oh, with our pizza, it's big. There's a lot of toppings on it. Mm-hmm. Some things, I would say, are better eaten with a fork and knife. But personally, I'm a hands person. I think you've got the crust. You have plenty of room. You should just eat it with your hands. Yeah, just kind of fold it over. It's really great. You know, it's, it's like when you're a kid. You know, you can just dive into a piece of pizza. I don't think pizza needs to be an elegant experience. It's, it's just yeah. a lot of food. Well, and I remember a few years ago, there was a huge controversy. Just It just blew up in New York because Mayor Bill de Blasio was seen on Staten Island eating pizza at lunch with a knife and fork. So it was this huge deal. It was in the papers. And what we learned was he was honoring his Italian heritage because Italians start with eating and cutting it with a knife and fork, and oh. and then they, they pick it up. So they use both methods. But this was such a great story that NPR actually covered it and their wonderful correspondent Silvia Poggioli. Ah, Silvia Poggioli. One of my favorites. From Rome, you know, took up for him. How'd you like to have that gig that Silvia Poggioli has living in Rome? Silvia Poggioli. Reporting uh, for National Public Radio in Rome. Pretty good gig, huh, Java? All right, we're going to go back to the phones here, guys and gals, and talk to Edgar. He's on the phone. He's calling from Jackson. What's up, Edgar? Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Man, we're good. Just got a quick question for you. What are your thoughts on frozen pizza? I think it should stay frozen, but that's just me. Uh, Carol, what do you think about frozen pizza? I think it, it's great for families. It's you know good to always have something to pull out of the freezer, and you know they are really making some great frozen pizza these days. Yeah. But one of the hard things is getting the crust crispy when you put it in mm-hmm. the oven. 
And there are a lot of tricks about that, and a lot, you know, a lot of people about have how to, how ideas. To warm it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, you really need to put it directly onto the rack. Uh, but the because it's frozen, the dough is dry, and uh, some people recommend like painting the bottom with a couple of tablespoons of olive oil. Okay. How does that sound to you, Edgar? That sounds good. All right. Yeah, and like all, always, it's just a palette for additional toppings, too. You can take your frozen sure. pizza and look in the refrigerator and you know, throw a little extra cheese or Or right. fresh or vegetables or whatever you want on it. Yeah. <laughs> or barbecue sauce. <laughs> but, no, I, I think that frozen pizzas serve a purpose. And for a lot of people, pizzas would not be accessible if they couldn't go to the frozen food section. Uh, but... And we are so blessed. They're very well priced. They're, you know, it, yeah. it's an easy way to to feed a family. Yeah. They're convenient, and but mm-hmm. I, and I, unlike most people, like anchovies. Ah, the hairy fish. Yeah, you them. can always throw some anchovies you on serve top them of that in? pizza. We do. We have. We'll get a couple regular customers who like anchovies on their pizza, and. I'm glad you like anchovies, but in the kitchen they hate it because they know it's just going to smell like anchovies in the kitchen well, that for the next thirty minutes. Just they don't use enough of it to keep it out. No, and no, it's it's a pain it's because a pain, we, we right. sell an anchovy pizza, or I'll sell an anchovy pizza once, maybe a week, and that's that's you know often. Okay. So if you're a lover of anchovies, as uh, Edgar is, call us and support your your own particular taste. Meanwhile, we're going to take a break and uh, come back. we got Ian Campbell in the studio with us. Ian is from the Pizza Shack right here in Jackson. But we want to hear from you. We've got a couple of callers on hold. We're going to talk pizza. We're going to talk about homemade pizzas versus restaurant pizzas and what are your favorite pizzas. All you got to do is pick up the phone, call 1-877-MPB-RING, which is one 672 7464, or if you're at your computer or your smartphone, email us at food at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Carol, Ian, and myself, Malcolm White, will be back and we'll be talking pizza pie. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White and I am eating pizza as I talk. There are a lot of people. That are eating, eating pizza, pizza at Mississippi Public Broadcasting this morning. And so they it, love the new pizza. I'm glad. I'm very glad. So the experiment is working. Everyone so far who's tasted the, what's the name of it again? I'm not sure. We haven't named it yet. We usually go for we'll call it we the We can Ian. work on that. That would be awesome. We already have a pizza named after one of our other employees there at the go. Madison store. So I would love a pizza named after me. Okay. Be amazing. Well, <laughs> you, you've taken it to the people first. I have. So the reviews are good. Everybody seems to like the barbecued beef. Tell us again. It's white barbecue, beef, onions, and mushrooms and black olives. Mm, good for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so, t- uh, Carol, you were going to ask a few questions about uh, a couple of the other pizzas they have at uh, Pizza Shack, which they're known for. Yeah, I-, I see that one of your most popular is the Uncle Ray Ray's. Ooh, yes, that is my favorite. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't say it's the most popular, but it's the most pleasing when I give it to a customer and they like it because it's it's my favorite and I recommend it to everybody. Um, it has. Alligator andouille, crawfish, onions, and bell peppers, and it's delicious pizza. Wow. And who's Uncle Ray Ray? I have no idea. We know. <laughs> God bless Uncle Ray Ray. Bechamel for sauce. Names. The bechamel sauce was really what caught my eye because mm-hmm. that's a you know creamy, butter, milky, 
white sauce. Yes. Do you have a good recipe for recipe for a bechamel sauce, Carol? Of course. You think you could share that with our listeners, maybe? I think I could, on put, our it, website? Yeah, I could put it on our website, but uh, I used it the other day to make artichoke lasagna. Ooh, yeah. that sounds good. All right, we've got a caller. We've got um, Jim calling from Madison. Hey, Jim, what's up? Good morning. I just wanted to comment on my first experience with pizza uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, when I was in junior high and high school in Gulfport. We all went to Hugo's on Division Street in Biloxi. And that was long before there were any uh, pizza chains. And there were two things about Hugo's besides the great pizza that uh, always fascinated me. It was the first place I'd ever seen with an open kitchen. Uh So you could watch them toss in the dough and so forth. And there was a bottle of French dressing on every table. And that's a thing. A lot of people dip their pizza in dressing before they eat it. And is that what you did with the French dressing? Absolutely, yes. Nobody ever put it on the salads, just on the pizza. (laughs) And I've heard people talk about putting um, ranch dressing, dipping their pizza in ranch dressing. And comeback is another one. Uh, Sometimes when I go to Basil's and order their pizza, uh, and I'll have a salad before. I'll I'll leave a little comeback, and I'll poke my pizza down in there just, just for the heck of it. All right, Jim, thanks for calling. Jim's talking about pizza in the 1950s in Biloxi, old school. Now we got Brian on the phone, also calling from Madison. Hey, Brian, what's up? Good morning. I just thought I would give you guys a tip for uh, getting a pretty good crust on whether it's a homemade pizza or even a frozen pizza. And uh, I learned this you know, many years ago, so... Buy a porcelain flooring tile, you know, a new one. Don't, don't save one for something. But you can buy one like a sample from Lowe's or Home Depot or uh, some tile concern. Put one or two of them uh, in the oven on the top rack and preheat that rascal going full blast. And that thermal mass of those heavy porcelain tiles will give a wonderful crisp to the bottom of the crust. Uh, don't knock it till you've tried it. Uh, you can buy the... The largest tile they have is probably a 24 by 24, but uh, for two or three bucks. And that, that that's a great, a great tip, price. and I'm glad you called and mentioned that because pizza stones are very important, or pizza tiles. You can actually buy a more porous pizza stone. I, I know at, at gourmet stores, but even like, you know, Kroger's that have have great uh, food sections or gourmet product sections, but... Pizza stones or tiles like you're talking about are a great, great way to crisp your crust. But a, a guaranteed uh, <laughs> money saver is to buy the flooring tile, because honestly, a pizza stone will set you back the better part of 20 if you can get one for that. But either way. I'm, yeah. I'm on to that. I'm going to try that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we appreciate the tip. That's a great one for those of you interested in crisping up your pizza, making it a little more crunchy. Got another caller from the Mississippi Gulf Coast in Ocean Springs. We got Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, so uh, I wanted to talk about my college experience with pizza. Uh, I graduated <laughs> from Southern Miss, uh, but I grew up in Oxford, uh, and my first real experience out uh, with pizza outside of Chuck E. Cheese uh, would be Pizza Den, uh, the old location the pizza on, den, Univers- yeah. on University Avenue. They're still kicking over on Heritage, uh, but a local favorite for many years. But I graduated from Southern Miss. Uh, this has been going on for a long time until this 
gentleman recently passed away, but anybody that went to Southern Miss, if I said underground pizza, uh, they would know what I'm talking about. It was kind of a secret illegal pizza delivery service oh. and it was i don't know there's so many stories there's a big lore and legend uh, and myth around this guy but there's this guy that apparently used to work at a papa john's or another pizza franchise well it shut down and apparently he stole the pizza oven Uh-oh. and then started oh. making pizzas out of his house and so for years he had like a secret number that would go around and students, you know, after a certain time, usually, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or however many beers you had, uh, <laughs> you would find this number uh, and text this guy, or excuse me, you would text the number uh, to different people because it would change every few months. Wow. And you would call this number, and you had a code. You just basically had to have your order ready, your address, if you tried to have a conversation he'd hang up on you but you just call you'd say pepperoni uh westgate apartment d7 and he'll say okay and usually it was 20 bucks a pie yeah wow. pizza but, uh, underground Love. underground pizza what time was, frame was this charlie oh this was uh now i graduated in 2012 but this was going on well after uh i would say about okay. four or five years uh, but the gentleman that did it just passed away. He always had a dog with him hmm. when he delivered the pizza. Uh, brown box, no logos. I mean, it, it was kind of an illegal operation. Uh, wow. Bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Well, so, many, many Southern Miss alumni will definitely remember this for sure. Well, that's great. If you know about the underground pizza legend uh, from Hattiesburg and USM days, please Feel free to share your experiences. I was at USM, but it was in the 70s. Pizza Guy didn't exist. No. Probably but no pizza places. Probably either. no pizza places that I can recall. <laughs> I think, I think, guys, that was the first urban legend pizza. So we appreciate uh, people calling and sharing their urban legends. Yeah, the uh, first pizza urban the, legend I ever heard. <laughs> around pizza in Hattiesburg. And we'll have to ask Robert St. John if he remembers anything about this. So, anyway, thanks a lot, Charlie, for calling in from Ocean Springs. We've got another caller on the line. Lynn is calling in from Jackson. Hey, Lynn. Morning. How are y'all? Real good. You? I'm good. Uh, now, a variation on this uh, pizza stone thing is to use a pizza stone or two pizza stones or a pizza stone and a big ceramic tile. You put your oven racks as close together as they'll go. You put the pizza stone on the bottom, and then you put the ceramic tile or the other pizza stone on top of the rack above. Preheat them both, half an hour, get them good and hot. So when you put the pizza on the pizza stone, it's also getting the heat from the stone above it. Hmm. So you get a very even heat, and it, it crisps up the surface and the, the crust. What a great idea, Ian. What do you think about that? You're nodding your head. That's similar to what we use commercial, like mess... Mass-use pizza mm-hmm. ovens don't use pizza stones, but they do have a dual heating. Um, they can maintain a really high temperature like that and cook it from both sides at the same time while it's moving through while it's moving through the oven. So it's not the pizza stone, but it's the same kind of concept that we right. use in our pizzas. And Lynn is a professional baker. I know that. Uh, and so these are great tips, Lynn. We appreciate that. Okay, I want to ask Ian, 
what is your best-selling pizza? If, it, if it's not the Uncle Ray Ray, what do you got? It's not the Uncle Ray Ray's. It would probably have to be either the Chicken Bacon Ranch or the Big Nasty. And the Big Nasty Big is just, nasty. It's just a supreme pizza. I guess so we have weird names for all of our pizzas. Um, the Big Nasty is just a standard supreme. Most people get it on traditional crust because we just throw all the toppings, all your regular meats, all your standard pizza veggies go on that thing. Um, and the Chicken Bacon Ranch is actually... I'm talking about ranch on pizza, how much people like right. putting ranch you on pizza. You just go ahead and cook it in. <laughs> we do, we do. We put the we put ranch in with the with the chicken that we normally do. We have uh, diced tomatoes, um, banana peppers, and then we put a ranch swirl on the top of the pizza as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to dip it. It's pre. It comes with ranch already done on it. There you go. Pretty smart. Do you ever have a celebrity sighting of Mr. Wyatt Waters eating in your pizza joint? He has come in a couple times. He has he has wandered into our establishment. Usually he likes to get it to go with him, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll take it back to his studio. I've I've served him a couple times. Mm-hmm. I would think we would need a Wyatt Waters pizza. I think so. Yeah, I, I think it would be a great idea. It would have a lot of color. Yeah, <laughs> very colorful. <laughs> yeah. So do those have... who don't know Wyatt Waters, he's Mississippi's premier watercolorist and. Uh, a Clinton resident and has done a lot for Clinton, but he's also one of the world's nicest guys. He's got a studio uh, down on it's downtown, about three doors, three or four doors down from our from our store. Yes, he's very close to us. Now, other than pizza, what else do you serve at the Pizza Shack? Is your menu broad or just it's, narrowly focused on pizza? It's more narrowly focused on pizza. We don't have pastas. A lot of people come in asking for pots, pastas or something like that, but we do have salads and sandwiches. Um, the sandwiches are, are really good. We toast them in our in our pizza oven. Just just about everything we do goes to our pizza oven. And we also have wings that everybody loves. We have Monday night wing night, and we will oh. just get orders and orders of wings. We're not almost not even a pizza place on Monday night sometimes. Wow! So no calzones, no stromboli. No calzones, no stromboli. Nothing like that. Just a lot of pizza. Now these sandwiches, what are the, are they on pizza dough or are they on some sort of French bread or? No, they're on hoagie bread. We just okay. they're like um, deli style sandwiches that mm-hmm. we can we can whip up. They're really popular with our lunch crowd because we can do them quick right. and they're just standard good old fashioned. What percentage of your business in Clinton and downtown Clinton is students versus locals? You get a lot of kids from the college there, Mississippi College. You know, we get less college students than I think we originally planned on. Really? Yeah. Uh, the store opened up, you know, expecting to be more of a college, a college student sort of hangout place. And what ended up happening is we're the closest pizza shack south of Jackson for most of the cities in the area. So we ended up getting a ton of families. A ton uh-huh, of families because uh-huh. our pizza is on the pricier side so we'll get students but it'll be on like a friday or saturday night and there'll be like 12 of them so they can all come in and, and split a pizza but we've got more families than i think we originally planned on do you sell your pizzas by the slice or is it all pies we do we do by the slice on weekday mornings and we have a standard well, actually no we have a special thin crust pepperoni that we do only by the slice it's very good hmm. and then we have our veggie a mediator and we have a specialty we we rotate whichever of our, um, our specialty pizzas we do by the slice, so each day is different. We do those on weekday mornings, and on Wednesday nights we'll do slice night. So are you seeing more and more veggie pizzas sold? We are, especially by the slice. Um, I sell more by the slice veggie than I would a regular hmm. veggie. I don't know what it is about people just want to grab, come in and grab, I guess because it's lighter. It's not as heavy. You can right. get it. And they're not going to eat probably more than one sure. slice. Yeah. Well, that that brings up uh, another point that there's a new kind of pizza out. Have you seen the cauliflower pizza crusts? Yes. Okay. You, you <laughs> got <look> very excited. <laughs> no, we make those at home. Cauliflower crust. My mom's a big experimenter in the kitchen, so she loves to try stuff like that. We've had it at home. It didn't turn out that well. Oh. oh. 
Not a success. Not a success. Not it's like okay, the pizza you brought trying. today. Well, oh, you know, you. the, the you. green giant is even packaging frozen cauliflower pizza crust. I mean, there are a lot of cauliflower pizzas out there. Well, well I would say this, listeners, if you are favorable of the cauliflower uh, dough pizza, call us, tell us about it. If you hate it, call us, tell us about it. Let's let's have a contest here. Who says cauliflower pizza is good? Let's have a conversation. That's right. All right, this is going to take a break. This is our last break of the hour. If you want to get involved with this conversation, talk to us about pizza, pizza restaurants, pizza recipes, pizza experiences. We just learned about an urban myth in Hattiesburg, which was a real fine. Call us at 1-877-672-7464 or pop us an email to food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with Ian Carol and myself, Malcolm White, we're talking pizza. Give us a call. This is Deep South Dining. If you miss anything on MPB Think Radio, you can always stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White, Carol Puckett, and our buddy, our new friend, Ian Campbell. Welcome, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. He's going to be our best friend because he's let us taste the new pizza. He brought pie on a Monday morning. Exactly. Ooh, can you say? And so you work at the Pizza Shack. I do. And been there a while? I've been there. I've been there since we opened. I started out in the back making mm-hmm. pizzas. And then they discovered that my charming personality was better suited for up front. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been up front doing the bartending and, and serving ever since. And you have aspirations for getting into broadcasting? I do. I graduated from Mississippi College with a degree in mass media communication. Yeah. And I've been doing internships, um, just trying to get as much experience with, like, as I can in the local area, which is why our owner volunt- voluntold me <laughs> <laughs> uh, that we had this opportunity coming up, and he asked me to come out and talk to you guys about pizza. So Good. You want to do radio? And come back. Yes. Yeah. I do want to do radio. Right. You want to do radio? It's not something oh, I thought okay. I would get into, but after doing my studies, I was like, Radio is very interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I mean, look at Java. What a, what a gig. I mean, you know, he's a professional <laughs> radio man. He's got it all going on. Well, we, we looked around the state, and uh, we saw we took some uh, suggestions of other pizza places besides the Pizza Shack, which have has three locations right here in Metro Jackson, one uh, in Bellhaven, Bellhaven Heights on Fortification Street, another in Clinton, and a third in Madison. Is that right? Yes, that, those are our three locations right now. We're, we're thinking about expanding mm-hmm. some more. Um, we're not sure where yet, but those are, for right now, our three locations. But there are a lot of pizza places around Mississippi, and uh, we got a couple of callers on hold. We're going <clears> to <throat> quickly run through a few of these. Carol, you and I can cover this. It does say Jackson, the Pizza Shack, on here as uh, from this uh, 2000, 2015 PBS feature on the best pizza places uh, in, in uh, the state of Mississippi uh, one of them is a favorite of mine, and it's a little pizza place up in Sardis called Tribeca Alley Cafe. And and this lady and her father were swim coaches uh, <clears throat> at Oxford High School when my daughter Zita swam uh, at high school. And they have a magnificent uh, pizza restaurant. They grew up uh, in New York. I bet in Tribeca. In Tribeca. And they have brought this great establishment to the tiny little town of Sardis. Uh, and if you haven't been out to the Tribeca Alley Cafe, I would say give it a shot. It is really good. And I want to do a shout out to two of the places that are on the PBS list. Okay. And that's Stromboli's in Starkville, Mississippi. It has fed 
many thousands of college students, and they also have calzone and stromboli. Mm-hmm. And then the pizza grocery in Corinth, because we love Corinth. There's a New York pizza place in Goche, uh, and there are there's one in Hattiesburg that's listed, uh, Bianchi's Pizzeria. You know that one? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Starkville, you talked well, about. What about Six in Tubs in Batesville? Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. If you know about Six in Tubs in Batesville, that's a pizza place we aren't familiar with. But Well, uh, I want to give both of you guys one tip before okay. we go into something else. And I read that the highest grossing independent pizzeria is in Anchorage, Alaska. My goodness. And it's called Moose's Tooth Pub. Moose's Tooth. Moose's Tooth Pub. You know, we got to look into this. Yeah. Uh, road trip. Road trip. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we were talking about Salamukis earlier, which is in Fondren. They also have a place uh, in Biloxi, uh, the Salamukis New York Pizza and Ice Cream Joint. So they're they're statewide. Yeah, cool. All right, we got a caller from all the way from Birmingham, Alabama, calling. Will, what's going on, my man? Well, I actually call him from south of Mobile. That'll work. Yeah, not quite as far as Birmingham. Just curious about what uh, y'all consider to be the best flour, best type of flour to use for homemade pizza dough. All right, Ian. Oh man, I'm on the spot here. Yeah, you're um, the pizza expert today. Today, you know, we just there is a specific type. I think our magic's in our um, the main thing. I think when you're talking about flour on pizza dough is to make sure you've got some sort of oil under it. You know, you can have the best flour in the world, but if you don't really generously apply, like, whatever whatever cooking surface you're going to be baking in, if you don't apply olive oil to that, it's not going to turn out good. Um, now, and there is a pizza flour, right? Am I right about like that? Like semolina. Yes. Yeah, semolina. Yeah, there, there are specific pizza flours, um, but as, as in my experience making uh-huh. pizzas, especially since I started in the kitchen, we we would mess up a lot and maybe forget to oil. And you, like I said, that, that great pizza flour... Um, if you don't, if you don't oil your pan correctly, it's just not going to turn out. Not going to work. No. Yeah, a high protein flour. That's, mm-hmm. okay. of course, I'm I'm reading that right now. But mm-hmm. you've got to have a lot of stretch, right? In your uh, okay. yeah. Well, Will, we appreciate the call. Uh, we, if anybody has a little more info on what flour to use for pizzas, please let us know. We're we don't think we know everything. We've also got another caller from Lexington. We got Tony on the phone. Hey, Tony. Hello. How are y'all? We are great. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, Carol, it's Tony Powers. Hey, Tony. Uh, <laughs> you been doing a little uh, I, yoga this morning? Well, I actually, I did do some. I did. I, I can't start my day without it. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to give a little plug in for Lillo's down here in the Delta. That is just one of my, I, you know, I'm and pretty disciplined about some of the stuff I eat. But it when I go in there, that is what I order. They have some of the best pizza. I don't know what they do to it, but it is a memory from my childhood, a smell that you walk in the place and it just smells like this pizza. And it is just delicious. It's one of the pizzas I really will start to crave and and go get occasionally. Well, I am so glad you called in (laughs) and mentioned this and bring the Delta into this conversation. Lillo's is in Leland. And the family was one of the uh, original Italian families that came to the Delta. Back in the 30s, they actually had recruiting offices to 
entice people to come into attendance to come to the Delta and work and the type of work we had available did not work out for them. They did not like field work and farm work. Right. So that's why there are so many So they opened up a restaurant. So many <laughs> Italian places in the Delta and these families have just added so much. They really have and I think you know you may know more about this, but I think uh the um it is still in the Lillo family. Um I think you're right. But, yeah, yeah. we've had the Lillos, the Luscos, the Gardinas, mm-hmm. I mean, just, to, just mm-hmm. to name a few. But I am so glad you reminded us of yeah. that pizza because you were absolutely right on. All right. We got an email here from Michael. We appreciate it. and uh, Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. We appreciate you calling in. Here it says, I'm a Hell's Kitchen transplant. To me, there's a huge difference between a wood-fired pizza and a curved brick oven and a commercial oven. Growing up, we had... 24-hour pizza stand, open call opera, and they played nothing but opera music. It never had more than three people in the morning and 12 at noon. Thank you, Michael, for the email around pizza. This has been a a great show. We appreciate Ian Campbell coming in from the Pizza Shack. Uh, It's been fun. We had a lot of callers. Thank you very much for not only listening but for taking a moment to call in. This is Deep South Dining, a production of the Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributors like yourself. We are produced by Java Chapman. I'm Malcolm White for Carol Puckett and Ian Campbell. Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned right after our show for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. See you next Monday.